All right, we're back for another episode of Stream of Thought, and Victor and I end up going down memory lane to talk about one of the best video game consoles in our lifetime, the N64. And then we transition into my stress of having to find and buy new clothes and what that whole process is like. And we also talk about that thing that happens to everybody when you do laundry and all of a sudden you're missing a couple pairs of socks or one. And then over the course of time, all of a sudden you went from 12 pairs of socks to like two. So we're going to cover that as well. We've got a ranting Ricks, ladies and gentlemen. What oh, is, is it? What could it be? What could it be? You're just going to have to continue listening to find out. But it is, as usual, quite entertaining so with that being said episode 128 of stream of thought we hope you enjoy yeah i always keep a piece of tape over the camera i can tell by the inflection of your voice oh good boy you're so smart yeah, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Right? I, I, Tell I, me I'm lying. No, Tell me I'm lying. I, I think I think that's a very good idea. I, I you know, you gotta, you I'm gotta, cool. you, you never know. I know. You never know. Because, uh, I mean, you mom, may think it's a, you may think it's a good idea, but you're not doing it. Right? <laughs> you don't, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, typically, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should. You see that movie, uh, Snowden? I did. Yes. After I saw that, because I knew people put stuff on their on their uh, computer, you know, like a piece of tape, yeah, over the camera, and I was like, whatever. And then I saw the movie Snowden, and after that, then I put the piece of tape. I think. Yeah. Typically, though, the only unless you're either a, a high profile figure, um, or are going on questionable sites, or whatever. Right. That's probably the only reason why you have to worry about that. <laughs> you never know, dude. I could become, I could start a movement, and you then could... I become, and then I become a public figure, and they start. I mean, I remember when the internet came around, and I didn't know what to use the internet for other than look up cheat codes for a Nintendo sixty four. Oh God, cheat codes. That's right. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I never really use cheat codes too much. Imagine how crazy would it be if you're a video game developer or tester or at all involved in that and you never had to grow up. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we enter this cheat if it does this? Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a hidden or like on maps, hidden areas on maps like on Mario Kart 64 where you go through the beach, that tunnel in the beach to cut off. Oh yes, the is short, there in the that game? Cut. In that game, because I know I think you're like the king of knowing everything about that game. Mm -hmm. Is there a secret? Is there like a shortcut on every single level, or just on some of them? Just on some of them. Some of them, uh, yeah, are a little more straightforward. But uh, what was it? The the Wario, the Wario racetrack, where you could uh, sometimes on the first jump, where it has the three humps, you could oh, sometimes yes. jump yes. over the wall. You're the one that sh yes. You're the one that showed that to me. Is it is it like where when you're starting out, it's either on like the first turn or do you stop and and like 
go backwards to try and jump the you you got I'll rec yeah. I would recognize it if I saw it. Right. Now I have Yeah, you go off a jump and you try and land on the other side. Yeah, you got to you got to build up the speed and I think it's around the first curve. So that way you can do the wheelie thing where you can get that little extra woohoo yeah. speed bump. And yeah. if you get that and you're a light enough character and you hop at the right time, then you can get over. I mean, it was always for me. It was always like one out of four times it would work and Otherwise, I just who was your who was your go to character in Mario Kart sixty four? Who do you think? Bowser. Oh. I don't know <laughs> Bowser. No, Mario man. I was always Mario. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking Bowser because since you knew since I remember one time when I was playing <laughs> with you and Cooper and maybe someone else. I don't know, but for some reason. You were the best, and I thought you would be Bowser because you liked pushing people around because it's, like, the one thing you can whoop everyone's ass at. <laughs> I liked being Bowser because I've always enjoyed... I've I've always gravitated toward villains. Of course you guy. have. See, and so that's... I like Bowser. And, but when I, when I wouldn't be Bowser, I would change between, I think, Luigi... And Yoshi. Who I the other, who's the other small one? Toad. Uh, then, I don't know if I was there. Uh, Whatever. Pr I'd Princess, usually be Bowser. Yeah. I'd, I'd usually be Bowser because of the fact that he was a heavy character. That when there was contact, right. you were likely to bump someone away and spin him out of control. Especially That's if it was Toad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I know. For me, it was. It had to be a mix of not being a lightweight, but also. Uh, being fast enough, and Mario was kind of like the 50-50 balance, yeah. so... I, I yeah, but it. if you're one of those light characters like a Yoshi, you could take off. Oh, absolutely. You were pretty quick. Oh, yeah, you could you could do that, but... Yeah, my brother and I actually started playing a couple of rounds. It, it was last month, I think, when the quarantine had just started, that him and I had played a couple of rounds of, like, three rounds of uh, Mario Kart, and I, that was the first time I'd done that in probably... Probably fifteen years, maybe. How'd it feel? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it it took right. I mean, had to shake the rust off, obviously. Yeah. But no, it was. I I remember such a good game. N sixty four had such good games. Such a phenomenal day. platform. I mean, really? even you, to this day, they're timeless. You know? They're they're entertaining. They're timeless. Super Smash Brothers got uh, uh, the Pokemon game. You got uh, Legend of Zelda. Just wow. really, really solid platform games, and I still enjoy playing them to this day. Nintendo 64 was, the was like, the, I feel, the platform. And I know PlayStation did 3D stuff, but Nintendo 64 just brought on a whole wave of classic games. Like oh, yeah. Game after game after game after game by Nintendo. And that thing just took off. That was such, And it was such an interesting controller that appealed to children and it was so oh, right. the the the, spa the spaceship looking controller yeah where you got the yeah trigger button the only time i have ever had my hands on the left position mm -hmm. was playing pokemon i think it was pokemon snap or yes, some pokemon snap, snap. yep was that was that the game where they had no there was a game though where it was just a bunch of games like Pokemon games, oh, like with the Pokemon. Yes, I forget what the name of that was, but it where you, you had know, like the puzzles and the like various 
tiers. Yes. You could just move up. There were like 200 different levels or something like that. And you were the snake, and in one of the games, you were the snake, and uh, Ekis or Ekins or, yeah, Ekins or something like that. And uh, the left pad you used to point them left or right, and then the joystick you'd, you'd pull back to like jump them forward. But I never. Oh yeah, there was right. Never I remember any, that. Yes. I, there, I never came across any other game that required at one point your hands to be on the left position, thumb on the pad, thumb on the joystick. Right. Yeah. Well, well I mean, that's kind of why they re- redesigned the whole controllers. Now you got the Xbox and. PlayStation, everything's kind of standard now. But the thing, the thing that amazes me more than the quality of the games is the quality of the hardware itself. It still lasts. I mean, my brother currently has the one that I had bought when I was in like a freshman in high school or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. eighth grade, and it still works perfectly. It's it's great, and it's just amazing how durable it is. Because you're not going to find that today. You'll you'll get the Xbox Circle of Death or whatever crashing crashing stuff after a couple of years it can only last so long but that's just so they can sell another console later now as opposed to back then no one knew that the uh, gaming would take off the way that it did so they yeah, built but it to also last. there's also there's more going on so my brother and I we wanted N64 so bad we bought it ourselves and I can't remember what we did but we did something to or maybe we just saved up our money. No, I'm confusing stories. Yeah, we did we did something to get, buy GameCube, but N64, I think we just like saved our allowance, and I remember something. And I just remember be it the it, it cost. I think we only paid or like 120 bucks, or maybe my dad paid the other half. I don't know, but I remember it was like the first thing we bought with our own money, and we got it, and it was just like. This is the greatest thing that I am experiencing right now in my entire life. And you're in such disbelief that you are an owner of the Nintendo 64 console. That is exactly how I felt. It literally, <laughs> it, was my, it was my first major purchase. And I never spent money on anything. And I think I got it for, I think I got it off of eBay for like $100. And it came with yeah. uh, three controllers, three games... And it was oh, like that's good. That's oh, a deal. Perfect. And then ended up getting Legend of Zelda later, but I was just like, oh my god, best investment. Literally to this day, I think that's probably the best investment, uh, aside from old Bessie out there who's still who's yeah. still running strong. Best investment that I've made in my life. <laughs> you know, I once I was thinking the other day, I once had I've had I have shoes for a very long time until they're dead. And the you're, same you're thing s- with my phone. Preaching to the choir, man. With my phones. But I had shoes that lasted me, um, I think it was, gosh, and I'm trying to think how long now. Now I'm forgetting. I've only had shoes that lasted me no more than three years. I would keep them around for like oh, five years. Oh, oh. it was, it was uh, my Sperry's, my boat shoes. Those oh, right. lasted me eight Eight years. Because I, I remember, like, when we go to Cooper's Boathouse or whatever, um, you, I think you'd have the, those shoes with you, right? You had them back when we were in high school, right? No, those I didn't have. I had different okay. shoes in high school. 
the boat shoes I bought in 2011. Oh, I had another pair. Okay. I had other shoes. I had other shoes that were like the same brown color as the leather on the Sperry's. So you would have worn that. Those shoes I had. No, because I remember, this is how I find out when I can't use something anymore. Uh-huh. When, you know, the phone is flickering and turns off and has like 30% battery oh, and right. lasts for 10 seconds. And then it has 1% battery the next day and lasts for like three days. Oh, yeah. And then when you have holes in your shoe. And I actually remember the experience the very first time I'm walking on campus. Walking, 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 walking. And the bottom of my foot got wet. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> And I had holes in my shoes. And it was at that point that I knew I couldn't wear them anymore. And I thought to myself, well, this sucks. It's a perfectly fine pair of shoes with the exception of the hole. And I, I let them go. And then my sister, my, the shoes that my sister got me, actually, it's been now, maybe it's been nine years nine years or eight years that I've had this other pair of shoes and the That's same impressive. thing wow. several months several months ago I got a hole in uh, one of them very very minor well see but so you know how you find you know how you find out you have a hole in your shoe yeah. when you're walking when the ground is wet and then your foot gets wet that's I, how you find out you have a hole in your I, shoe I no for me it's a completely different experience when I know that I have a hole in my shoe you know I have a gravel driveway Oh, okay. Once one of those rocks, rocks yeah. get into that hole, and you're just like, "What is what is hurting my foot? Yeah. What is going on?" And it's like, "Oh, I see. It snuck up underneath. All right. Well, yeah. time for a new pair." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there was what else did I have for a really long? There was something else. I don't know what it was. Oh man, yeah. I like I've got another pair at home right now that I think I think you've seen them before too, where it's they're literally falling apart at the seams. But you know what though. You got to be careful because I already know what you're going to say. You know, they're probably white tennis shoes that are no longer white, but that color that you get when they mowed the lawn a thousand times. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I never, I've never bought a pair of white shoes in my life. Um, or gray. Anyway, whatever color, orange, it's yes, not that orange color. Where it just, just turns like into that like green, a poopy brown, dark when you mix the grass in there. Oh yeah, it, it perpetually stains it. <laughs> and you'll have streaks of uh, green going all over the place. And my, the, the universe is telling me those shoes that you have are, mm, New Balance. Oh God, no! I don't buy, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy brand name stuff. It's some generic <laughs> knockoff from China. <laughs> Obviously. Well, what about those shoes? Do you remember when we had a, we had an episode uh-huh. about it? Yeah, like you, <laughs> you. We were talking. We were doing the episode or whatever. We're just there talking, and I don't know if I noticed your shoes or if you put it up on the ledge with the intention of me happening to see it and making a comment. Mm-hmm. And they were really nice looking shoes, and I was, I was confused because I'm looking at the shoes and I'm looking at you. I'm like, Rick's did not buy these shoes. I need to know know about these shoes now. And you told me, was it Victor or Pops had gotten them for you? It it was Victor who decided. Walking around. Was it like you were walking around and you're like, oh, these look like some nice shoes. And and he's like, boom, done. 
Yeah, pretty much. Right. Victor and his wife yeah. and uh, and Brooks was there too. Yeah, and they literally they they designed my wardrobe as I was starting my job at BASF. Yeah. I'm just like throw you know. Well, I'll I think I set a budget that day of something like two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, which mm-hmm. I still yeah I had just got done working with the the douchebag drywaller. And so I didn't really have a lot of money <laughs> as I was moving to Minneapolis <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, deal, dealing with... You're going to need to give me a minute because I'm still laughing about what you just said. The douchebag drive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so what yeah. were you saying after that? <laughs> okay, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't even really matter. Um, yeah. $250 was, was quite a bit of money for me at the time, but I'm like, okay, I haven't, that's the first time that I'd bought shoes since like, or Those anything. Are $250 shoes? No, 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 no. Clothes in general. So there were like shirts and oh, got it. shirts I see. and I stuff like it. that. I bought, yeah, no, when I bought my Sperry's, I was going to, um, sorry, I just cut you off. No, you're good. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> when I bought my Sperry's, I bought it. There was a, it was 2011, and I was buying them. I was out at the mall with the intention of buying gifts for my family, and I saw these shoes, and they were like a hundred dollars. And I was like, I have to have these shoes. I'll buy Christmas gifts for my family later. And I bought the shoes. And the thing is, it was a hundred dollars, but I knew it was quality shoes. And I'd have it for a long time. Eight years, no shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just that one pair. And another pair, too, I bought a pair of Ralph Lauren shoes. They were really nice. But in my personal opinion, they didn't last as long as they should have. But because they were nice shoes, I bought this, like, spray and this scrub, and I would clean them. Oh, okay. Because I cleaned them, and because it was this name brand, and they were expensive, and I... I treated them with respect. Yeah, and they totally. lasted a long time. That's as what well. it's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my that's probably the the biggest spending thing. I, I had one while I was in New York too. I had my friend Dana take me out to a couple of clothing stores and she knew where to find all the discounts. So I got that's where I got my cashmere sweater for like twenty five yeah. bucks and then, Nordstrom Rack is really I think that's really where we, I think that's where we went actually. Nordstrom but, Rack is awesome. There was a Nordstrom Rack in Chicago right around the corner, like down the street and around the corner from where I worked. And so on our lunch break sometimes we'd go there and check it out mm. and I would buy I used to get all these awesome socks, dress socks. <laughs> It'd be like three or four dollars. Yeah, for a pair. I still yeah. have those socks that you gave me that you claimed would be the most comfortable socks in the world. I wonder about that, and then I I tell myself, no, don't ask Rick's about it. He'll mention it if <laughs> if he ever does. Well, yeah, the opportunity and, has arisen. So yeah, that's, but uh, have you? Because how many pairs was it? Two? Was it like a, a the package? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a pack of two. Yeah, it was a pack of two. So. Is, you wear both of them, or is you're wearing one of them until it's done, and then you're going to start fresh with a brand new one of the same type? Um, so, I don't know where one of them disappeared to. See, why the fuck does that happen all the Bro, time? I know. I live by myself, and this shit happens, <laughs> and I don't understand. <laughs> I it's, don't understand and how it just, this it occurs. Vanishes. It just literally vanishes. It disappears into the black hole of the... The dryer and cleaner, and yeah. never to be seen again, bro. I I started out with probably you know as of 
when I moved back to Chicago, actually, so about a year now, um, I had something like 15 pairs of underwear. I have five mm-hmm. now. Where the yeah. fuck is all my underwear going to? Like, I have no idea. I had, I'm like, a lot this, of really uh, good undershirts, too. I bought this package of white ankle socks, package of seven, no, package of, like, eight, and I have three pairs left. And this other package I got was, like, a six-pack. I think I have four of these black socks. I don't know. I have enough socks to last me, like, six days. It's just really frustrating, especially, too, when it's a pair that you you like or, like, a piece of clothing that you really like, and suddenly you realize you can't find it. It's just disappeared. You search everywhere, and it's just, it's gone. So, yeah. Well, it was interesting, too. Speaking of totally random and out of the blue losing things, you know I normally had that green wristband? Yes. I guess I must have, like, taken it off in my sleep or something because I woke up one morning and it was gone, and I looked all over the place for it, and I have no idea where it disappeared to. But it's tight. It's like, you can't, you gotta, you gotta, like, get it off. So I'm just like, what What was I dreaming to remove something like that? That's really that weird. That happened to me at my friend's house. I lost a hair tie. And I really liked that hair tie. Okay. And, uh, and it came off at some point, and I was like, what the hell? And so I'm taking the, the sheets off the bed. I'm looking underneath the bed. I'm looking all over. The only, where, the only place that it is is in this bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I've had it fall off before, and I find it right away, and I don't understand, but I want this one because I like this one. <laughs> so, what the hell? Yep, yep. I'm like that with some electronic appliances, too. I try to I try to just keep stuff in a general place, but then when I sort of haphazardly put it somewhere else, totally blanks out of my mind. So I'm, like, searching in all, like, my t- traditional places – I'll do this with uh, my water bottle Well, where I'm going down to the basement and I have to, like, get my laundry or something like that from the room to the next. So I set this on that bookshelf stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the bookshelf cases, get my laundry, go back. And then an hour later, so I'm like, where's my water? I, I knew I did something with it. And I searched the entire house without even bothering to look where I'm walking right past it time and time again. I'm like, where the hell did I put it? It's like... Oh, and then when I realized it, I just want to, like, bang my head against the wall. Oh, really? That's not compared to the time that uh, I was in my kitchen looking for this knife. And I was like, what the fuck? Where is the knife? And I got my hands out. Where is this knife? Where could it be? It was just, oh, it's in my hand. And I'm <laughs> waving it around. I, You know, my all my hand gestures are all over the place. And I got this knife. Oh, man. I can't find, and it's right there. Isn't that the most embarrassing thing? That's happened to me, like, on more than one occasion, where I'm actually holding something, or it's in my pocket, or something like that, and don't even realize it. Oh, talk about frustration. So, <laughs> there's... <laughs> what? Never mind, never mind. No, you gotta say no, it. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe share it next time. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of frustration... So, I tried to experiment with some cooking last night for the 
try, trying a, a new recipe for the first time. And so the lead up to the story, I'm going to drag this out as long as I'm going to beat this dead horse until it's dead again. Dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, like I was mentioning before, the, the grocery stores don't have ground beef anymore. So basically we just have chicken right now. So chicken, 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 chicken. Um, sometimes there's some frozen stuff that we can sort of switch things up. But we had chicken. I was still thinking about ribs the other day <laughs> after we recorded. Oh, I was still goodness. thinking about ribs. Got some amazing <laughs> flank steak going on tonight. It's going to be delicious. Oh, that'll be so good. But yeah, ground beef, all gone. So basically, when you're not doing a fancy meal, it's chicken. So my dad ended up cooking. It was, it was a very interesting recipe. I'd never tasted this before. But it was something like, I think he pounded the chicken out into sort of like more flat patties like and then grilled it in oil and so it was it was like a very mild fried chicken without the breading and so it just delicious and all that but i was planning on you know and i think it was three days ago i'd made a pulled pork uh barbecue pulled pork or pulled chicken recipe so that was fun and i'm thinking to myself okay so now that you know we've used up those ideas what else can I do with this? We looked for some uh, General Sows uh, mix that we could put in there, make some General Sows chicken, not there. And that got me thinking, oh, Asian-style chicken. Never never really done that before. And I thought to myself, or- orange chicken. We have orange juice. We have all the other ingredients to make orange chicken. I was just about to say that. Chicken. I was like, I've never done that before. So go on, find a recipe right away on one of those, like, tastybuds.com or something like that where the, the real a one a real tasty one is when you marinate the chicken in the orange juice overnight add uh add soy sauce to the orange juice so and it's a it's a great recipe i might actually pull it up while i'm talking but or teriyaki sauce or something yeah it's, it's soy sauce and there there's a ton of different ingredients that you can use to make the sauce never done this before i was kind of scared because it's like okay, this is this is a new experience, but the recipe had something like seven hundred reviews at four point seven stars. And I scroll down to the comments as I always do, just to see what the general consensus is. I loved it, wonderful, perfect meal. I'm gonna make this again and again. My family loved it. Super easy. Anybody can do this. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> that should have been my first indication that something something was going to Red flag wrong. number one. <laughs> Let me just read off really quickly the ingredients. Okay, so you got the chicken breasts, eggs, cornstarch, flour, oil, orange juice, sugar, white vinegar, soy sauce, ginger, garlic powder, chili flakes, All right, orange zest, th- and more cornstarch. That is not easy. That is complicated. Yeah, what, what, Why once are you all cross- those <laughs> ingredients required? I, all you need is orange juice, soy sauce, breadcrumbs, oil, this flour, is, uh, you know, uh-huh. like basic things that you should already be able to find in your house. Uh-huh. Luckily, from anywhere that you bought yesterday to 20 years ago. Hey man, we had all these ingredients, so I'm like, I like I like a challenge. I like a, a opportunity to try something new. We have all the ingredients. I'm going to I'm going to try it and people seem to be raving about it. That it's super easy. Anybody can do it. Yeah, I don't know, but I've never made orange chicken before, so I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to try and like experiment on my own. 
I mean, I'm sure, yeah, orange yeah. juice, etc. So I'm just going to follow the instructions. And it says prep time, 15 minutes. Cook time, 20 minutes. Total time that it should take, 35 minutes. So here I am, and I look like a fucking mad person because I'm taking out all these these various ingredients, and of course you have like the flour and cornstarch in boxes and bags and stuff like that. So I'm just building like a tower of ingredients as well as I'm like what because it's calling for like three pans, two pots, a couple of bowls just to mix all the different things in, whisk the eggs in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I basically have. All the utensils from the kitchen just placed on the counter in trying to make it some semblance of order about two hours before I'm planning on starting it. Like, okay, so maybe I can decrease the prep time and and do all that so I don't have to worry about finding all this this stuff. I start, and oh my god. So, first of all, uh, (laughs) I don't know the first thing about frying stuff in oil. And I was looking for the thermometer because it said heat the oil up to 350 degrees. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't have a thermometer. <laughs> so I'm pouring the oil in and I put it on medium heat. And I assume that medium heat is going to uh, be sufficient, <laughs> be a sufficient uh, way to get the temperature up to 350. So, you know, you, you hear the pop of the oil and you know that it's... Uh, it's heated up, and I'm assuming, okay, well, you know, this should be fine. Take my first couple pieces of chicken, swirl them around in the egg, put it in the corn flour and uh, cornstarch and flour mix, do that, and then plop it in the oil. <laughs> An explosion of smoke and steam, and the chicken and the breading instantly fries to a black <laughs> crisp. And it's spreading all the the shit into the oil already when I literally just started. And here, it's billowing, billowing smoke. Billowing smoke. No way. I don't have the fan on. I don't have the windows open. And it's just pouring up everywhere. Like, it it was like I I caught something on fire, which basically I did. And I have... uh, (laughs) Yeah, my dad rushes in. He's like, "What happened? Like, did you start something on fire?" It's like, "No, I just put it in oil." <laughs> just like, "Fuck!" So I had to open up the doors, open up the windows, turn on the fan, turn on the vent, just try and clear out the smoke. And so, like, okay, so I guess that was a little too hot. <laughs> so I tried turning wow. it down, and I I choose to wait probably another ten minutes or whatever. And while I'm doing this, I'm trying to make the orange sauce. So the the latter ingredients that I mentioned the the orange juice, the sugar, the white vinegar, the soy sauce, the ginger, the garlic powder, and the chili flakes, all are mixed together and boiled to. And you cook. have all of these already at your house? Oh, we have everything. Everything. Every single thing we had. Yeah. Wow. Every single thing, which is why I thought, why not try it? If I have all the ingredients. What's crazy is that you know I love when I would look into the cabinet for spices or something and there's something in a bag that's not labeled and i have no idea what it is or it's pre it's still it's still in the container or the package and you look at it and you think this looks like it's been sitting here for 15 years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. luckily luckily if it's luckily if it's spices it's not gonna go bad or anything i can't believe you guys have all of that we have so just spices alone we probably have 25 different spices full full containers of 25 to 30 different spices any spice how is it organized is it organized alphabetically it's uh, yeah it's on one of those rotate it's actually on two 
uh, rotating things where it's got the triangle little things that you can, and it's mm -hmm. got the measuring thing where you move the, I don't know if this makes any sense, where you move the dial underneath and it puts out a quarter tablespoon or quarter teaspoon per turn of the little what? Th yeah so it per no, it, wow. it perfectly okay. measures how much you uh you need without having to use a um measuring tool it does it itself you know so. what i miss about um having an oven is not being able to make pizza or i mean i guess i could make cookies oh, i didn't know you didn't have an oven oh my god i have a toast i have a toaster oven oh right that's right yeah I couldn't. I couldn't Which, live without an oven. Pizza is the only thing because I still use it for vegetables or potatoes or uh, pulled pork that I ate yeah, the other buddy. day nice. <laughs> after I was in the grocery store. Nice. I saw barbecue pulled pork, and I got some buns and I cooked it up and I ate some last night and mm. the night before, and it was. That sounds Delicious. tasty, man. I love barbecue. And then I was trying pork. to figure out what else I, um, what I needed, and I was walking by. And I thought, you know what? Pork chops and rice also sounds pretty delicious. So I bought some pork chops. <laughs> wow. So I so, so pork chops. Vegetarian Victor is kind of, you know, ironic how his... this happens. You know, a day or two after, after. we recorded the previous episode. <laughs> About how you don't really exactly. eat meat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I did it too because it's been so long that I just need to change it up. And I also need needed to count on something that could be a sustainable meal and not just anything less. Than right. That. How do you, I still got my salad and vegetables and fruit. Of course. Do you do a, do you do a homemade salad or do you, do you buy your salad pre-mixed? It's pre-mixed, and then I just add olive oil and salted sunflower seeds, mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes walnuts. Okay, that makes sense. Dude, and it's delicious. Oh, yeah. Well, just having uh, oil and salt in your salad, and then like some, some nuts, mm -hmm. any type of chopped nuts yeah. or kernel, wow. See, For me, it was a game changer because I was never the type of – I liked salad. I liked salad, but after a while, I didn't really enjoy ranch, and I, I gravitated towards stuff that was more oil-based. Like uh, and, Italian? Yeah. Italian or like vinaigrette is good, yeah, but – vinaigrette's good too. I really love just olive oil. Oh, yeah. Just olive oil and salt. That that seems to be a, a winner with a lot of people. Yeah. that's. But it's let me, let me tell you, when I make a salad, dude, I go full bore with the salad. I'll get the, uh, like, sliced ham, put some cheddar cheese in there, um, vegetables, assortment, carrots, um, sometimes radishes, not a huge fan of radishes, tomato, um, sometimes celery. Yeah. Just just make make it, and then croutons. Got to have the croutons. Croutons? Mm, yeah. I don't do that too often, sometimes. But then I also add, I forgot, a good add, a good touch is uh, craisins. Craisins? Some, yeah, dried cranberries. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. If you're, if you're doing the nuts, then yeah, craisins are craisins. Uh, probably. And every once in a while, I have, uh, you can get it probably at Trader Joe's, there's a glaze. It's something maple glaze, and it's this really thick, flavorful, fruity glaze that you can put on the salad. I've, I've never delicious. heard of that. 
Interesting. Yeah, when you go to Trader Joe's, next time you're at Trader Joe's... I never go to... I don't think I've ever shopped in my life at Trader Joe's. They've got so much great stuff. I was just thinking, I need to shop there more often because I'm tired of my shopping routine. I've gotten bored, you know? Yeah. And Trader Joe's has a lot of awesome stuff, and I'm never there, but they have a lot of good stuff. I literally, I have never... Maybe once, maybe once in my entire life I've shopped at Trader Joe's, and that was because I was with somebody else. They probably have the best snack selection out of any grocery store when it comes to salted and sweetened nuts and dried fruit and chocolate covered nuts in that category yeah and they have a lot of they they have a lot of interesting chips and a lot of interesting frozen fruit frozen foods and fruits and veg and all that but the snack area. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've never because I have had Trader Joe's food. Well, don't didn't they have like a popcorn, like a weird puffy popcorn stuff? I don't know. That was but my parents popular. would always buy stuff from there. They same, loved going same here. There. I th- I think it was when I was in high school or back from college or something like that. They were shopping at a Trader Joe's at that time. I think it was before the yeah. recession hit. Um, yeah, but so anyway, back to my story because I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I was I the one responsible for deviating? No, the, that, that was a really. Was it, yeah, just, I, I felt I like that even, was no. I felt like that was a great intermission. I don't even know what story. We're, what story are we talking about? My I, cooking. I my cooking experience. Oh, that's I right. Just yes, got to yes, the exploding. Yes, the okay, the exploding yes, chicken. Right. <laughs> no, I just fell down the rabbit hole. I don't even know where I we love, are. Anymore. No, that's okay. great. Uh, that's that probably <laughs> okay, one of my yes, favorite the parts. The cooking. The chicken went in. It became black on the bottom, billowing smoke, opening up oh, all the doors. Oh, not just black on the bottom. It became black everywhere. But yes, anyway. Okay. So, and I'm also making the sauce with all those various ingredients that I have, at, uh, you know, in the kitchen. Uh, and so here I am because they say they say. So now I'm turning it down from medium heat to low heat. Apparently, that brought the temperature way below. It was it it was like 425 temperature down to like 250 temperature or something like that. So a massive fluctuation in that. And it says you should put the chicken in after you bread it for uh, two to three minutes. And it should be cooked perfectly and you can go from there. And so you can just do batches. And so I had like four batches ready to put in this pretty large pan. Make a full, you know, full thing of it. And after a while, as I'm working on the sauce... Like, okay, the temperature is lowered down enough. So I start battering it up. And, of course, as I'm doing the egg dip and then into the flour cornstarch mix, there's cornstarch that's just flying up everywhere as I'm, like, picking up the chicken. <laughs> so here, now it's becoming this, like, cocaine <laughs> cocaine field of just white powder all over the place and plopping it into the oil. And so it's not it's not exploding anymore. You're not really getting the intense smoke that was coming up uh, earlier. But as I'm going and, and dipping more in, for getting ready for my next round, I've got maybe a dozen pieces of chicken in there. And after like eight minutes, I'm like, I'm because it says turn frequently or whatever, so I'm just waiting for it to start to brown. It's not browning. I mean, it's like kind of cooking. It's not hot enough. And it's not freaking hot enough. And so here, after eight minutes, I could have done probably three batches in that point point of time, and I still hadn't finished my first one. And so you've got the sauce on the side that says takes 15 minutes to make and just let it rest for a couple more minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, this timing is not going to work out. And simultaneously, I had also started the fucking rice. 
oh my god, the bane of my existence is rice. I hate rice. I hate cooking rice. It is, I'll, I just don't, I don't understand rice at all. And we have, <laughs> in the cabinet, we don't have a full bag of rice anywhere, but we have like four quarter filled bags of, of different brands of rice. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay. Can I tell you something right now? <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something right now Go, that, I, that I think you're going to take this in? Yeah. Bro, different rices require different amounts of water. I fucking <laughs> know that now. Oh, my God. So here, I'm following the, the instructions on the most... And different cooking times. Different cooking times. Yeah, no shit. So anyway... Here I've started my rice where I'm going off of – I'm just going off of the most, uh, you know, standard brand that I could find, the the typical one because it was literally – you had one of them that was uh, a bag of rice that you put in the microwave and just put water around and it absorbs the water and it cooks automatically. And then you had other rice that was uh, in a box, uh, like a box of Auntie Sue's rice or something like that. And then you had another bag of rice that was Asian-style rice. I'm like, okay, I'll just go with the Asian-style rice uh, timing, which is like 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, two cups of water for every cup and a half of rice. So I'm like, okay, let me try that. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and so here, I start that at the same time I start the chicken for the, the second go. And it says only only 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Put in the water. And I'm just like, so not only is the sauce kind of overheating, but now the rice, I'm worried about the rice. Like, oh shit, what's going to happen if the rice is cooked before everything else does? I have to wait another freaking half an hour for the chicken to be done. So I'm stirring it around, and it's just clumping together. And it's just like a ball of crap. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is this is going south very very quickly i have no idea what's going to happen uh and so basically that continues and a recipe long story short or a recipe that should have taken 35 minutes took me an two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> it was edible in the end which i consider to be a win because once once i put that once i got the temperature right uh towards the second uh, third and fourth batches i didn't even do the fourth batch batch i just did one two and three and then i'm just like fuck it i'm done i still have another batch of sliced <laughs> chicken that i haven't put in the eggs yet it's not fucking worth it i just i'm so over this at the moment I put it in the sauce mix it around all soaks together and it tastes fine but because everything has been resting for so long it's fucking cold it's cold <laughs> this stuff would have tasted so good hot and crispy but no now it's had time to rest and so just, I was so done. I was so fucking done. And then I have 20 pots and pans, utensils all over the place. It looks like Chernobyl. Like an atomic bomb went off in the kitchen. And it took me another half an hour just to, to wipe down everything. I had to, like, Lysol everything twice because you had the freaking egg and flour mix stuck to the, the flakes all over the place like, powder in, in the grill yeah, in this... the grill of the, the oven stove and so I had to pull everything apart and just clean it it was a freaking I just I hadn't I have I have not been that frustrated do you ever do you ever get years. to the point do you ever get to the point where something like that happens and you just scream you know motherfucker god damn it or piece of shit and you don't care if anyone else can hear you in another room? Um, I did, I did curse a couple of times, and my family was within the vicinity. <laughs> I was like, 
you have got, I actually don't think I cursed. I, th- I think I said something like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. I, I probably said that about a half a dozen times as things just continue to go wrong. And they're, and people are just in the next room over? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. So yes, my family certainly hurt me as I was, as I was lamenting over that. So they were, they were actually, my family, um, they were so nice about it. They knew how frustrated I was. So they were very complimentary, but I'm like, I just wanted, and it tasted fine. It, it tasted, it was edible. It was, it was good, but it was cold. And so, I mean, they were complimentary of the taste and all that, but it still was just one of those things where it's like everything that possibly could have gone wrong went wrong. And I have the mess to show it. And I wish I'd taken a picture of it because you would probably burst out laughing if you saw just the chaos that uh, the kitchen looked like <laughs> after I was done. I probably would have. I, uh, it, this, what you were telling me reminded me, reminds me of my dad because <laughs> the one thing, so when, you know how people become more on edge, the hungrier they become. Yes. Right. Right. Natural. And so one of my biggest frustrations uh, I've probably mentioned before is when I eat and I'm still hungry, especially if I'm going at a, out to a restaurant. Okay. You know? Like, are you talking about, are you talking about hungry, hungry for a period of time after or immediately hungry after you're done eating and it just fills you like up Like still hungry after I'm done eating. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so my dad loves cooking and he'd have the music going, he'd have the door, sh- the door shut because our house was renovated. And so where the old bedroom was, there's like a door uh-huh. that you can kind of go through. But anyway, um, and one of my biggest pet peeves, two things is when. And having hearing your story makes me feel a little bit like a dick and have more appreciation for people making the food. <laughs> but when it's like, hey, dinner will be ready at six. It's like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, you know, but I guess I can wait. Oh, it'll be 6.30. Oh, it'll be 7. Oh, now it's 7.30. And it's like, what the fuck? I could have gotten McDonald's right now and still been hungry for this when it was ready a little bit. But he would sometimes too... Um, he got he got really into he fried fish a few times and then he got a fryer to fry fish. But the problem oh, is God. we'd be eating the fish and like two bites in you'd you'd see like the it's not done it's still undercooked. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And I'd be yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'd be so I'd get so upset and I sound like a dick because I'm not the one making the food, but that was just prolonging my hunger, which is one thing that. Uh, would upset me and I can only imagine you know Robert or someone being like what the fuck is this we thought dinner would be ready two well, hours ago and now it's cold <laughs> my, my, my parents well and that's the thing my parents like to eat at around 530 so I'm like okay 35 that's so early 35 that's yes it, it, it is super it, I think it's super early um, has it been like that since you were a kid at for 30 years well you know? has when, it been when, like that or has it changed when I was in junior high and high school and had football practice sometimes it got pushed later but you know, it was always as early as it could possibly be. So during off season stuff like that, where we were all around, normally it'd be between five thirty and six, typical eating time. Um, and then it, it varied because when I played football, we wouldn't eat until like seven seven thirty sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were flexible based off of my Roberts and Lizzie's and my schedule. But Got it. yeah, I started this at. 4:30, thinking, oh, cool, okay, so maybe I can get done a little bit early and we can eat pretty much right around 5.30, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so start at 4.30, don't finish until 6.15, and that does not include 
the half an hour of time that I took hunting down all the different ingredients <laughs> in the kitchen and prepping everything so that it would be done. So, so yeah. Yeah. And then I had a meeting. Uh, I had a recording for the So what's the total time from start to finish from grabbing all the things? Oh, for, including the, the half, prep time? So 4.32, 6.15, uh, 2 hours and 15 minutes. Oh, 2 hours, okay. Yeah. Which is insane! No, nothing should take 2 hours and 15 minutes for fucking orange chicken. I mean, come on. So, anyway, I was in a... Vi- yeah, you could watch a, you could watch a, a real good drama... And be done before you were finished. You could watch a full-length movie. <laughs> you could literally yeah. watch a full-length movie. You could watch a Best Picture film. Best, right. still be watch, watch La La Land or something like that. Before fucking uh, a. <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still a little upset about it. It should not have been. Yeah, it should not have been like that. It should not have been like that. Oh man. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So that's but, right. Also, with with things that you can simplify, for example, rice. Right. I've had it where I've got it down. I've got a couple different brands, a couple different types. I just go back and forth between the basmati and jasmine, and they're a little bit different. And what I do actually is I don't put in the suggested amount of water. If they say two cups, I'll put in one and a half and see where we are from oh, there. Sometimes it, it's sufficient enough. That's a pro move the right thing, there. But the thing is, I use, I use a pot, so I and I know too exactly on some rice, some rice when it starts bubbling, you get all this like film, and if you don't open up the lid to let all the heat out, the bubbles and like the the film will will spew over the lid, and then you get this like sticky yes, residue. Yes, yes. So you've got to get it down too. Um, what I do is I. Boil, I put the rice already in the water. But then what I do is I have I have my whole method where I'm boiling the water on high, turn it down all already to low. Like some, it's dude, it's trial and error. Bro. And then I realize I just need to get a rice cooker. My dad got a rice cooker and it's just, you know, put in the rice, you know, water, boop beep, boop beep, and it's done when it's ready. And I was all- And you don't need to worry about it sticking to any bottom and having to pro- like scrape it off if you forget about it or don't put enough water so first of all surprisingly nothing got burnt on the bottom i did not have to scrape anything out it all still maintained some consistency uh rice expands quite a bit and since it's been a while since i've cooked rice i made probably about three times as much as i should have because i poured all those bags in and just and now there's this this massive thing of of fried rice so i'm half considering just now that I've learned from my, you know, my errors or whatever, and I've still got that last batch of uh, chicken, I'm just like, what What could be the worst outcome of just knocking it off and, and finishing it? But yeah, uh, just rice. And I watch Gordon Ramsay's shit, like the Hell, Hell's Kitchen and <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares and stuff like that. And like the main thing that he talks about is people are, like not cooking rice properly. You'd think that I would have picked up something from that show, but no, no, me being the person that I am, I, I can't learn. I can't learn until I punch myself in the face. 